Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Today we are learning Daf Mem Vav Amur Aleph. We stopped a little early yesterday. I wasn't feeling well. So we stopped about 10 lines from the bottom up to Tanu Rabbonon Hapas She'ifsha. So we'll be on Daf Mem Hey Amud Beis Tanu Rabbonon. Zokti Gemara Tanu Rabbonon we learned in a brisa. Hapas She'ifsha. If there's bread that became moldy, became spoiled, and because of its being moldy, it became puzzle, it became impossible for it to be eaten by a person. It's not food that a person would eat. However, but it was still edible for a dog. The, the, uh, threshold for which an Adam would eat it was already passed. It was already beyond where a human being would eat it. But a dog would still attempt to eat it. The halacha is Even though a human being could not eat it, but since it was once food, it doesn't become not food anymore. It doesn't become not considered food anymore until it's not ro'oi. La'achilas kelev, until a dog can't eat it. And therefore it still can contain the tumma, the impurity of food, of tumas oichlem b'kebeya, if there's the amount of a kebeya, the amount of an egg. However, despite this, v'nisrefesim ha'tmeya b'pesach, even though usually the halacha is that you cannot be mitamei um, truma, but if it's truma, if it's some, if it's if it ha, if it has kedusha to it, if it's truma tahira, because it is no longer edible, it is mutter to burn even with truma tameya for Pesach. Mishum Rav Amru. In the name of Rav they said a different shita. That once it's not edible for human consumption anymore, it no longer is considered food, and therefore it no longer has the impurity of Tomas Eichlin. It's not, doesn't have the impurities of food. So who would it be like? Which Tana would it be like? The following Mishnah. That says, Klal Omru B'Taharois, they set a rule regarding Tyrus, that Kol HaMiyuchad Le'oichel Adam, that anything that is food that's, that when it's fresh, that it's, you know, that its purpose is for the eating, is for, is to be food for people. Tome, it can become Tome, the Tuma of food, even if it's no longer edible for a person, as long as it's edible to a dog, it does not lose, it retains its, its, its being considered food um, until it's no longer edible for a dog. Just to clarify, if you have food, that's, that's people food, it's real food. So then it remains food, until it deteriorates to the point that even a dog can't eat it. Who is that? So that was the Tanakama of the Brisa before. Kiman, who is this Deloika Rabnasan? It's not like Rabnasan. Tanu Rabbanon we learned in a Brisa. 
Arevas Ha'avdonim. And Areva we already learned about on Dafmem Hayomar Aleph is a big bowl. But in this case, the bowl is not being used to mix dough like we learned previously, but rather it's being used as a place to tan hides. So Areva Ha'avdonim is the bowl of the tanners. Shenosan Lesoicha Kemach, that flour was put inside of it. One of the ingredients that were used to create the chemical compounds that tanned leather was flour. And flour was put into it. So if the flour was put into the tanning bowl within three days of Pesach, so Chayev Levayer. So you you have to you you have to get rid of it for Pesach. In other words, if within three days of Pesach flour is put into such a bowl, it's still intact enough. It's still considered food enough that you would have to do beer chametz. However, kaidem shleishayamim. But if it's more than three days, in other words, the flour was put into the bowl before three days. One is not obligated to to destroy that chametz because because we say that over three days the the effect of being in this uh, in this uh, atmosphere of the of the tanning bowl spoils it from being considered food. Omar Ravnosen said, When is this true? Ravnosen adds a chiddush here. That this din is only true. If there wasn't actual hides in the bowl. Avol, but Rav Nosson is mechadesh here, that Nosson l'soicha oirois, if you put hides in the bowl, if the flour wasn't there alone in that bowl, but it was there with the hides, which certainly accelerate the, t- the deterioration of the flour, afilu teich shloisha, then even if it's within three days of Pesach, so the flour is just freshly there, still ein chayev levar, you don't have to destroy it, it's not considered Food and Omar Rava Rava said halacha k'rab nosen. The halacha is like Rav Nosen. Not only that, afilu yoyim echad. Even if the flour was only put there one day before Pesach, va'afilu sho'o achas. Or even if the flour was just put there one hour before Pesach, it's enough to passel it once the hides were there. Okay, we move on to the next part of the Mishnah that was about Tumah. I want to point out that in the last shir, I explained what the Mishnah meant about chaytzeitz in a manner that's consistent with the maskana of the Gemara. But now that we're starting the Gemara, we're going to start approaching it from the Gemara's Hava Amina. So v'chein le'inyin tuma. The Mishnah had said that so too regarding tuma, imakbid olav, if a person's makbid on it, then it is chaytzeitz. According to the Gemara's Havamina, what this means is that if a person wants to tevel this areva, if a person wants to, needs tevilas kalim, a person wants to tevel it, or if it's tamay and a person wants to make it tar, so they have to tevel it. So, 
if there's something on it, if there's dough on it, that one is makbed on, meaning that one has an intention to remove, one does not want to keep that dough there, then it's going to be a chatzitza, and the tevila is not going to be good, because as we know, when we put a keli in the mikvah, similar to when we put a person in the mikvah, the water needs to encompass the entire keli, and there can't be a single part of the outside of the keli that's not being touched by the water. So if there's dough covering, so that's a chatzitza, that's a barrier between the mikvah and the bowl, and that could be a, and that's a problem. So, the Mishnah said that the same thing is true regarding Tumah, that if you're makbit on the dough, so then it's a barrier. But if you want the dough to stay there, then it's like the bowl itself. The Gemara asks what L'chaira is the obvious question. The first word in this phrase that we just quoted from the Mishnah is v'chein. So too regarding Tumah. But then we go on to say a halacha regarding Tumah that's nothing to do with what we said until now. Until now when we were talking about Pesach, we were being mechalek between if the size of the dough is a kezayis or if it's less than a kezayis. And then we say, and so too regarding Tumah, but then the criteria is, are you makbed or are you not makbed? So in what way is Pesach and Tumah similar? The criteria there for needing to remove the dough is completely different. So that's the Gemara's kasha here. Me, dummy, are, are they the same? So when it came to Pesach, it was totally in, in the shear, in the amount of how much dough was there. Hacha over here regarding the, the Tumah, it's totally in if you're, if you're makbed that it shouldn't be there. So Amar Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda said, you should change the gears of the Mishnah. You should say, Instead of reading, And so it is regarding Tumah, rather you should read it, When it comes to Tumah, It does not that way. It does not depend on how much dough there is, but rather it depends on if you're makbid or not. Omar le Abaya, Abaya said to him, that that's not what the Mishnah says. Let's not hurry to change the girsa in the Mishnah. What the Mishnah says is that so too regarding Tumah. So let's try to find the Pshat where we can bridge this gap between Tumah and Hilchas Pesach, which was explained in the beginning of the Mishnah. Ella Omar Abaya, rather Abaya says, Hachika Omar, this is what the Mishnah meant. The chain le inyan tsiruf bepesach. That the same thing is true. The same chiluk over here regarding a kezayis or not a kezayis is true regarding combining something to be tome on Pesach. We'll explain what this means in a minute. I just went to Daf Mem Vav Amud Aleph. Ubishar But the rest of the year, Ika Plugta, then there is a chiluk between Makbid and not Makbid. What does this mean? What was Abaya suggesting? So the Gemara explains. Hey, Chidami, what is the case? Kegoin, de Ika Pachais mi Kebeya Oichlin. Let's say you have food that's less than a kebeya. In order for food to have tumas oichlin, in order for it to become impure, there needs to be a kebeya the size of an egg of the food. 
And in this, in this, uh, um, food, there's less than a kabeya. The ikka pachais mi kabeya oichlin, there's less than a kabeya of food. The nogu behai botseik bepesach. And this food that's less than a kabeya touched this dough on pesach. Now this dough is, is chametz. So the way the Rabbi says what the Mishnah means is like this. In order to consider the dough that it's mitzarev with the, with the food to become um, a kebeya, so that if something tame touches it, it becomes tame. It de- on Pesach, it depends on whether or not it's a kezayis. Meaning, because chabetz on Pesach is a significant iser, so if there's a kezayis of dough there, so that kezayis is enough that the halacha considers it aser in terms of bal yira or bal so that chashivas gives it a chashivas regarding food as well. So regardless of whether or not you want the dough to stay there, when it comes to tumma, it's just going to depend on the size of the dough when it's Pesach. That's what it meant, v'chein le'inyin tumma. So that's what it, let, let me just read that again. You have less than a kebeya of food. However, they touched the dough. on So they touched that dough. on Pesach. The Isurai Chashuv, that the Isser of Achilas Chametz on Pesach makes it, you know, um, it makes it Chashuv, it makes it uh, significant, so Mitzarev, then it can, can combine with the food, even if your intention with this dough is to leave it as part of the Areva. However, when it's not Pesach, and therefore a Kezayis of dough has, does not have its own Chashivus, so Bishar Yemai Sashana, the rest of the year, the Bikpeda Talia Milsa over there, it really just depends on what your Makbid. Im Makbid Allah, if you're Makbid on the dough, meaning that you don't want it to stay in the Areva, then Mitztarev, then it's not considered part of the Areva, so it will combine with the food to form a Kabeya of food, which can then be susceptible to Tomas Eichlin. However, if you want it to stay as part of the Areva, so therefore you're not Makbid, it's not Pesach, so it has no Chashivas in terms of the Isser Chometz, so then it's part of the Areva, and it's not considered another part of the food that can then make the total amount of food a Kebeah. That was Abaya's plan, how to read V'chein La'inyin Tumma into our Mishnah. Maskif Rava, Rava asked on Abaya, uh, um, I understand that you tried to make the V'chein work, but it's also still not Meduyik in the Mishnah. Mikotani Mitztarev, does the Mishnah say that the purpose over here of this dough is to combine with food? That's not the Lushan of the Mishnah. The Mishnah says that if you're Makbed and you want to remove the dough, it forms a barrier. It's Chaitzetz. So that doesn't seem to connect with the Halacha that you just read into the Mishnah. 
Ella Omar Rava Rav Rava says a different shot. Rava says Vikhain Lahalois Tahara La Areva. And so too if you want to make the Areva Tahar. In other words, we're talking about an Areva that has dough of chametz stuck into its cracks. And what happens if this Areva now becomes Tameh and you want to table it? Will the, will the dough be a chatzitza that doesn't allow it to become tahar? So Rava says, The same thing is true regarding tahar. This is similar to the way we understood in the beginning. Except that he reads the v'chein into the Mishnah and he says as follows, Hey chidami, what's the case? Kegoin de itmi hach areva. We're talking about a case that the areva, that the bowl became tameh. Uba'i le'atbule, and you want to be tevelet. So now, if it's Pesach, so then you look at the Mishnah before. If it's Pesach, you say that if there's a kezayis of chametz here, that's considered something chashev, and therefore it's a chatzitza. It doesn't matter whether your intention is to leave it there or not. But if it's not Pesach, so then it depends on whether or not you're going to leave it there. That's how Rava reads it in the Mishnah. Bi Pesach, when it's Pesach, the Isurai Chashiv, where the Isur of Balyura Balyumatse makes this Kezayis of Do Chashiv, Chaitzeitz, it forms a Chatzitza, it's a barrier, and the Tvila is no good. And the Tvila doesn't work. But Bishar Yemais Hashanah and other days of the year when it's not Pesach, so then you could just look at whether or not your intention was to remove this dough. Bikpeda Talia Milsa. The din is totally completely on Kepeda on whether you're Makbid. E Makbid. If you're Makbid, meaning there's an intention or a Ratzain to remove this dough, Chaitzeitz, then it is a Chatzitza. The imraitza bikiyumai, but if you want the dough to stay there, arehuka areva, then it's considered part of the areva. So that was Rava's attempt to fit the two parts of the Mishnah together. Maskif lo Rav Papa. Rav Papa asked on Rava, the Mishnah doesn't say, Mikatani, does the Mishnah say, Vechain le'inyan tahara? That the same thing is true regarding making the Areva Tahar? No, Halainyan Tuma Katani. The Mishnah says specifically regarding Tuma, not regarding Tahara. So it seems that this Vikhain in the end of the Mishnah is talking about, about the process of the Areva possibly becoming Tame, not the process of the Areva becoming Tahar. So Elo Omar Rava, Rava says, V'chein le'inyin, l'hoirid tumma l'areva. That the same thing that we said to be mechalek in the beginning of the Mishnah between a kezayis and not a kezayis is true regarding bringing tumma into the, making the areva tameh. Hey chidami, what is this case? So the Gemara says, Kigoin de Noga Sheretz Baha'i Botzek. A Sheretz touched the dough. And the question is, when a Sheretz touches the dough, did the Sheretz touch the Areva? Or was the dough a barrier between the Sheretz and the Areva? 
So the Gemara says, B'Pesach, on Pesach, that a Kezayis is Aser, so that Iser gives a certain Chashivas, lends a Chashivas to the dough. It forms a barrier between the Sheretz and the Areva. And Tumah doesn't go down to it. But Bishar Yemais Hashanah, the other days of the year, the Bikpeda Talia, that, that the other days of the year, that it depends on merely about, in order to be, consi- in other words, whether or not the dough is considered part of the Areva, depends simply on whether the intention is for the dough to stay there. So the Bikpeda Talia, it depends on if you're Makhbit on it. So in Makhbit Olav, if you're Makhbit on it, meaning the intention Intention is to remove it. Chaitzets, then it forms a barrier. Imroitza bekiyuma. If you want it to stay there, harehu kareva, then it's part of the areva. And if the sheretz touches that dough, it may as well have just touched the areva because it's considered part of the areva. Zok the Mishnah Botzeik Hacheresh. Very interesting Lushan. It means deaf dough. I know it sounds interesting, deaf dough, but the idea is dough that's difficult to communicate with. What do we mean dough that's difficult to communicate with? It means that usually there are simonim in the dough if it's becoming chametz or not, and this dough for some reason is not letting us know if it's nischametz. So, if you have another dough that you made like at the same time as it, and that dough has indications of having become chametz, so then this first dough, which has not been quote-unquote communicating with us, um, also will be considered us, or will assume that the same process of chimutz happened to the quote-unquote deaf dough as well. Says the Gemara, Im sham mahu. What if it does not have another dough? What if you didn't make two doughs together? So you only have this batzei kacheresh, and you can't tell there aren't simanim on it if it became chametz. Amar Abavahu, Amar Abshimin ben Lakish, Abavahu says in the name of Rish Lakish, Kedei sheyelech adam mimigdal nunya litveria, mil. It's the, then you have to give it the amount of time. You assume the amount of time it takes for a person to walk from the place called Migdal Nunya to Tveria, which is a mill. A mill uh, is approximately the, the amount, the distance that it takes to walk a mill, which is approximately 18 minutes. Um, so the Gemara says, so why do, you, why do you have to give places? Just say the name a mill. Just say a mill. So the Gemara says, no, the reason why we said where you're walking to and from, and this is to teach us, the mill. if you want to know how big a mill is, it's it's the amount of time it takes to, to walk from Migdal Nunya to Tveria, that is the shear of a mill. Okay. Amar Abavo, Amar Rab Shimon ben Lakish, Rab Avo said in the name of Rab Shimon ben Lakish, Legabel, there's a shear, the, a distance of four milen, that's 72 minutes. That's uh, uh, um, the, it's the amount that you could walk in 72 minutes, Barach. 
And for these three halachas, legabel, letfila, and lenetilas yodayim, you should take the trip if it's going to be within four milim. Legabel, Rashi says, if it, if you have a job needing dough for someone and the kalim became tame, the kalim of the balabais became tame, so how much of an obligation do you have to be metahir those kalim, to take those kalim to the mikvah? You know, it's going to be a tremendous disturbance in your parnasa to have to travel very far to be toivalit. But on the other hand, you don't want to be metame the person's food. So how far does your responsibility go to make sure that your kalim are tahar? So you have to bring the kalim, if you have a mikvah within four mil of where you are, so then you have to, you, you have to be toivalit. Ulitfila is if a person um, reaches a certain place to sleep, Lamashal Rashi says, and there's no, there's no Beis HaKnesses where he is, but if he would travel another four milin, there would be a Beis HaKnesses to Davin, and a person should travel the extra four milin to Davin in the Beis HaKnesses. And similarly for Natilas Yodayim, if a person is eating, and he has to wash Natilas Yodayim, so how far does he have to walk before he considers himself an Oines, that he doesn't have water for Natilas Yodayim? That's four milin. Omar of Nachman Bar Yitzchak, Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak said, Evoi Omra, Evoi said this halacha in the name of Rishlakish, however, the Arba Omarba. But he said four dinim. In other words, you had said three dinim, Legabel, Litfila, and Lenitilas Yodayim, Evoi added a fourth din. The Chodominayu, and one of the dinim that he added is Ibud is being me'abed. Um, Ibud is tanning oiris. And the the idea here is as follows. When you have the flesh of an animal, that's considered basar, and that could be me'kabel tumas oichlim. That's considered food. But at a certain point, if you're me'abed the hides, so at a certain point, it becomes hard or chemicalized enough that it's not considered food anymore. How long does the process of tanning have to have been taking place for the part of the animal that you put into the tanning process is no longer considered food, but it's considered an object, and that's for Milan. The Tanan, as it says in the Mishnah, the Kulan, and all of these types of Oyrois that are discussed, She'ibdan, that you were Ma'ab, you tanned them, Oy She'helech Bohen, or that they, they used to uh, put them down on the ground so people would walk on them. That was part of the process of preparing them to be hide so that they, you used them as something to walk on. You turned them into a carpet. Kedei avoida for the amount of, if you do it for the amount of time that's considered an avoida to hire in their tahar and they're not considered food anymore. Chutz me'or ha'adam, besides with the exception of the skin of a human being, which always remains a din of ar. It's always considered ar. Ve'kama k'day avoida, how long is considered the process? The avoida, that it's, that it loses its, its being considered food. Omar of Evoi, Omar of Yanai, Kedei Hiloch Arboa Milam, Rabbi Evoi said in the name of Rabbi Yanai that it's the amount of time that it takes to walk for Milam. Omar, okay, so that's the, that's the fourth halacha. 
Omar Rabbi Yosi Bereb Chanina, Rabbi Yosi Bereb Chanina said, Loishonu Elo Lefanov. This is only four milim in the direction that he's already traveling. But to have to backtrack, to go back in the direction that you came from, even a full mill, you do not have to go backwards. However, the Gemara's Medayek, Rav Acha said, but from this you see that mill, you don't have to go backwards a mill. But if there's a half a mill back, there's a base haknesses or water for Natilas Yodayim. If there's less than a mill, then and you should go back. And with that, we completed Be'ezer Hashem Mem Vav Amur Aleph. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an Eon shear on any Dauphin Shas, including Myra McClaimus on each shear, please visit www.ShasIlluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.